Hey y'all, hey, good morning. Good morning, how y'all doing? Good morning, good morning, good morning. Hey y'all, hey y'all. Hey, oh my God, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Father. Good morning. Hey, Nia. Hey, Kirby. Hey, Kim Yarley. Good morning. Good morning. How y'all doing this morning? Good morning. Good morning. Oh, my goodness. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? I'm sharing. <laughs> I need you to go share. That's what I'm doing right now. Making sure the devotional gets in the spaces. It's supposed to grow. Got it there. All right, join us. Hope you have been working on inviting your 10 people in, right? Last night we had our meeting um, for LMJ Ministries, like our board meeting. And one of the things I challenged them, I was like, who are your 10 people? Who are the 10 people that you're going to invite in? Not just share it on your timeline. Who are the 10 people that you're going to invite to worship you? Sheep beget sheep, uh, not leaders, right? So like you guys go get your 10 people and share it, send it to their DM, uh, copy, paste, tag them, text them. Don't worry about offending people. Um, if we could ever get a pass how somebody feels about us, we will be able to walk into the fullness of who God called us to be. Can I say that one more time? If we ever got past how people feel about us, uh, what people say, what people think, we will begin to walk. I want to say that one more time for the people in the back. If we ever got past how people feel and what people think about us, we will be able to walk into the fullness of who and what and God said we are supposed to be. Um, there is a fear that tries to possess us. Ooh! And put us into cycles of caring about what people think. Can I share something with you? And then I'm going to pray. When we position people above God, then those people are our God. Those people are our God. Those people are who we worship and pay homage to. So, what you do is something that I begin to pray. I'm going to tell y'all because God has done me. I say, Lord, you just do me so bad. God would have me in Sam's and still to this day or Target or random places that I would just have to pause and pray for people. He would be like, you need to go pray for that person. And I remember one time uh, Jess was with me. We were in Sam's and there was a woman. I know the Lord. I kept seeing the lady. I know the Lord kept telling me to pray for the lady. And I paused and I went to go pray for the woman. And the woman was like, I don't want no prayer. I ain't doing this right here in Sam's. And I was like, okay, Lord, I know you hear me. And he said, absolutely, um, you heard me, but it's more important that you obey me than how she responds. 
and I was like, oh, this is some grow up. This is some maturity that I am more concerned about what you say, the God that provides, the God that protects, the God that heals, the God is that is with me when nobody else is with me, um, the God that looks beyond my offense, my faults, my shortcomings, right? He was like, I am more concerned that you obey me than the response of the woman. She missed her blessing. So I asked her anyway, so will, give me, will you give me your name? And if you give me your name, I'll just pray for you anyway. I want to be able to pray for you anyway. And she gave me her name. And good morning, Charles. And she gave me her name. And I just prayed for her anyway. But we need a bold spirit in this season. And I'm not talking about a reckless spirit because sometimes we think boldness is reckless, rec is, is what we need, but we need a bold, not a reckless spirit. We need to be bold of the things of God, not the things of ourselves. And y'all know I ain't always been saved. So God always brings me back to little moments in my past, not in a condemning way, just a way that reminds me um of how bold I was when I was, I call it in the streets, my really before Christ today. And I promise y'all, oh, Holy Spirit, really? This is where we're going? I promise y'all one time I was on the table in the middle of the club. <laughs> Loud, probably a few times like that. Loud, dancing, moving, singing, pointing at people, calling people out. And the Lord was like, that same boldness that you have for the world is the same boldness that I need you to exhibit for me. Like, that's the, Cherie, come on. That's the same boldness. <laughs> that's the same boldness that you were out there. I need that same boldness to be inside of you for the kingdom of God. You weren't worried about who you offended when you was on that table. You weren't worried about who said something about you when you were on that table. You weren't worried about how you dress, how people perceived you. You did not care about any of that. You won't. You walked strong in your sin life. You walked strong when you were wrong. That same boldness that you have is the same boldness I need you to acquire for me in discipling others. Just didn't care who saw it. Um, in discipling others, the same boldness and fervency and fire that you need to share and show for the kingdom of God. And it ain't always easy. So I began to pray, Lord, let me be bold for you. Let me be bold for you. Let me be bold for you. Open the eyes of my understanding to the way you are, right, Connie? Open the eyes of my understanding to the hope of who you call me to be. And let me be bold. Um, let me walk in conviction and not condemnation. Let me see myself as you see me. Um, let me not be, I wrote a prayer this morning. Lord, help us overcome condemnation and help us to move past the past so we can walk into the future that you have for us. Let me get past the things that I tell myself that I'm not worthy to share your word, that I'm not worthy to minister to people, that I'm not worthy to walk into what you call me to do because Jesus is what makes us worthy, right? It's Jesus that makes us worthy. So at the beginning, the Lord, show me how to be bold in the things of you. Show me how to um, 
walk big in the things that you've asked me to do for your kingdom and for your glory. Give me a new strength. Come on, y'all. Give me a new strength. Yeah, come on. Kelly said, grow me, Holy Spirit. Give me a new strength and grow me. Ooh, my God, don't let me I, don't let me be addicted to my pain. Don't let me be addicted to the trauma of my past. Don't let me be consumed or confused or worried about what people say. This journey, this path that I'm on, you wrote, you created, you told my story. And I need to show up and be pleasing to you. Let me be bold in my thought process. Let me be bold in my language. Not brash, not reckless, not in my own way, but let me be bold in the things that you called me to do. Yeah, come on. Give me a right spirit. Remove from me my stony heart. Give me a heart of flesh. Oh my God. So that temper me, Holy Spirit, right? Pamper, temper me, Holy Spirit, and let me see myself the way you see me, right? Let me see myself the way you see me. Show me the new version of me that I've yet to possess or to hold on to. Show me um, the version of me. Show me what I look like in you. Don't show me what I look like in my past. Don't show, don't show me, uh, show me, don't, don't even, if I could take a button, I was praying over y'all this morning. If I could take a button, I wish I had a button, a, a thing I could push. If I could take a button and push it, it completely erase the memories of the past. I wish I could. But look, Kendra, it don't, it don't work like that, Cooper. It don't work like that sometimes. And so um, what we have to do is begin to Romans 12 and 1 and 2. Show up as a living sacrifice. Here I am, right? You're not a you're not getting ready to cut and kill yourself, but you're showing up as a living sacrifice. You, Lord, I want to be pleasing to you. Come on, put that in your notes. Lord, I want to be pleasing to you. Woo! I want to be pleasing to anybody else. I need to be pleasing to you. I have any reformed people pleasers out there. Come on, we're gonna deal with a few things this morning. Anybody out there that was once a perform reformed people pleaser? Me, me, this me, trying to please people, trying to make sure everybody else is good, uh, trying to make sure everybody else is right, trying to make sure, and me trying to pe please people, the more I try to please people, the more um, what I don't do is please God, right? Um, so here I am, Lord, Romans 12, 1 and 2, I want to, I want to be, come on, y'all. I want to be pleasing to you, Lord. I want to, I want to do something for you and in you. Um, I don't want, oh, come on. Can I do it? Can I do it for just a second? I don't want, uh, I don't want identity theft. I don't want to live in a broken identity. I taught on that. There's a series on YouTube on the identity crisis. When, if you need, go find it. It's on our YouTube channel, the identity crisis. I, I don't want to be conformed to the pattern of this world. And the only way that I'm going to get unconformed to this world is that I renew my mind in the word of God. When you have been damaged or you have been dealt a hand, woo, life be life. Life be life in y'all. Life, let's just be real for a second. Life be life in. <laughs> y'all hear me? Life be life in. What? So when life be life, and I got to figure out what parts of me are conformed to this world and what parts of me look like God. 
There are there are things inside of me that I probably don't even realize look like God. There are things inside of me that I don't even probably recognize is not my natural character or the intent or the way that God described me in Psalms 139 and 16 when he was fashioning my books out or writing out the way that Lakeisha could go. And it takes a maturity to open my heart because the heart is where our deep-seated belief system is. Whatever you believe is rooted in your heart. Like whatever you believe is inside your heart. That's where it is. Whatever you believe is rooted inside your heart. And the scripture says above all the heart is deceitful. So whatever you are is rooted in your heart. That's why when we, we taught on the parables of the heart, um, we taught uh, matters of the heart. I think that's on YouTube too. Whatever is in your heart, whatever is rooted in your heart becomes the guidance and the structure for what you do next. Ooh, so anytime I'm misguided about who I am, Ev, anytime I'm misguided about who I am, Kim Yarley, it's because there is something that is rooted in my heart that is not like God. So I'm going to present my body as a living sacrifice. And the reason that I'm going to present my body as a living sacrifice, come on, Lord, is because there I need God's revelation on who I am, but I also need God's revelation. Y'all rock with me for a second this morning. I feel freedom coming today. You ain't even got to work for this freedom. The word is bringing you into a free place. Um, uh, um, and so I need revelation of who I'm not, right? I need, but I also need revelation of who I am. We were on Ephesians 2 and 8, remembering that we are not, we were not brought into the kingdom for a work contract. We were brought into the kingdom of God because he desires the this level of relationship. So when the word is being presented to us as Paul, right? What what what's trying to happen is um, when we present our body to God as living sacrifice, it means I'm in complete, total surrender. Ooh, can I tell you something? For a long time, Jesus was my savior, but he was not my Lord. There is a difference between him being Lord. There is a difference that, that been between him being Savior. Savior. Savior means I'm just trying to get, you know, I'm trying to get to heaven. I'm trying to get out of here. I'm trying to get to heaven. I'm trying to do whatever. When he becomes Lord, Darnisha, in our life, then we surrender. Woo! And the first thing that I have to surrender to him is my heart, <laughs> my heart that's been troubled my heart that's broken, my heart that's been traumatized, my heart that's been deceived, my heart that's indoctrinated with culture and things that may not look like God. That's the first thing I'm doing. And so in this act in Romans, when Paul is talking to us, it's a level of surrender, right? It's a level of surrender. God won't sacrifice. Yeah, come on. God won't God well, ain't no ain't no doing this thing. Ain't no so y'all know I like there's a favorite one of my favorite movies used to be Eight Mile. He used to say there ain't no halfway crooks, ain't no halfway Christians, ain't no, ain't no when he dealt with the church of with Leo DeCeo, he said, I'm about to spit you out my mouth because y'all lukewarm, y'all on the fence. 
Ain't no halfway Christians. Ain't no on the fence. Ain't supposed to, we ain't supposed to be riding no fences. We ain't supposed to be halfway there, right? So in Romans 12 and 1, 2, we were in Ephesians 2 and 8. We've been in Joshua. We're talking about possessing the land. You'll never be able to fully possess what God has for you until you come into a level where you surrender our heart, right? Where you really surrender your heart to him. Um, when you learn to be, as Timothy said, doers of the word and real doers of the word, right? So God wants sacrifice, right? Um, he wants worship. And I'm not talking about holy, holy, holy. Um, the purest form of worship to God is obedience. So when we find ourselves in this position and this place, and we find ourselves locked into so many things like asking myself, Lord, what in my life um, has not been transformed by you? Woo! Come on. What in my life? This the heavy stuff. This is stuff really we don't, we won't, we won't. Oh, I want to be blessed. Well, you're going to be blessed. He said, Matthew 6, 33, seek the king. See, you've been seeking the blessing instead of seeking the blessor. I'm sorry. You're going to be, we won't met. Oh, I'm going to be blessed. I'm going to be healed. You're going to be, you're going to be what you're supposed to be when you prioritize the kingdom of God over your desires and what you want. You're going you're gonna to be, your family going to be transformed. Your family going to be changed. Those things, the things that are supposed to happen in your life, the, the way of the way of the Lord for your life is going to happen when you position the mindset and the thought process of the kingdom first. When we talk about the kingdom, we're talking about the kingdom of God that's ruled by him, right? So, so God wants me to sacrifice. God wants true worship. God wants um, obedience, right? Uh, and here's the thing I want to um, take off you, the responsibility off you. Say she's talking to me. She's talking to me. It's not you that's transforming. Can I just, it's, it's not you that's transforming. You're not the one doing the transforming. You don't, you can't, you can't, I, I tell people all the time, like, I used to be that way. I used to spend four, five, six, seven hours before the Lord. And if you're in that season, I'm not saying that ain't the season for you. I spent four, five, six, seven years, hours before the Lord. And then like, what nothing getting accomplished. <laughs> And the Lord started dealing with me because what I was trying to do was I was trying to conform myself. Woo! I didn't realize and recognize as I was going, the transformation would occur. I didn't realize and recognize as I showed up to teach the devotional, to be on the devotional, showed up in church, began to pursue him, that as I go, that as I go, the transformation was occurring. I didn't realize that the relationship was bringing the transformation. I'm not the person to conform. I'm not, I'm not conforming or transforming my mind. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it, right? Someone else is, right? Someone else is. So even when I'm conformed to the world, it's not because I want to be conformed to the world. The world is, I'm lent, I'm bent, I'm conformed. This is the way that I've been taught, right? So even the same, when God has me, he does the work. 
to renew my mind. Woo! He does the work. What I do is I position myself, oh my God, at the feet of God. I surrender. I allow him. I make the sacrifice. Can I tell you something? This 6 a.m. devotional is a sacrifice. Come on, y'all. When I make the decision, you know what? No matter what's going on in my life, I'm going to get up. I'm going to be on this devotional. I'm going to be here. May not understand all the reasons you have me here. I'm going to I'm going to ask you to open my eyes. My understanding. Most That's a sacrifice. Anytime you have your study time with God, that's a sacrifice. Like that's a sacrifice, right? And the more that I make the sacrifice, right? The more that I make the sacrifice, my thoughts, my God, I wish we would get, that's why your journey ain't my journey. Your, your way, your may, your way ain't my way. Uh, your process may not be my process. Uh, Joe is a late night studier. I'm an early morning studier. Like it's just so many different things to this. And so, so as I, as I present my body as a living sacrifice, as I surrender, as I carve time out for God, right? Like as I carve time, it's funny because uh, a lot of times when I'm on the devotional, like this is what God told me to do is bring <laughs> my personal relationship to Jesus to an impersonal world. That's the whole point of the devotional. I could never not go live a day in my life and be fine. But that's not the ministry God gave me. The ministry God gave me was a ministry to be very transparent, to be very vulnerable, to be very upfront, to let y'all see me walk through my life with Jesus. And as he conforms and transforms me through the word of God, there have been so many levels that I have walked through and just showing up. Y'all know how I feel about just showing up and just showing up. And so God does the work of renewing a confused mind. This is probably the root of our frustration, not just for ourselves, but also for others. This is like the root of our frustration. And we get frustrated by, for ourselves. We get frustrated by others because we think that we do the transforming. Woo! We think we got the perfect script for how this is supposed to look and what this is supposed to do and what this is supposed to be. And it's not this, this, this is why I just truly believe this. This is why the Pharisees and Sadducees was in trouble because <laughs> they were so married to the script that they missed the wor living word, which was a spirit that was in front of them. Come on, y'all. So much deep to this. So as we get into his word, then what he does is he brings our thoughts in alignment with what he thinks. First Corinthians 2 and 16. He brings, he brings our thoughts in alignment. So as you're reading, you're studying the word of God and you're presenting yourself and you're making a decision, you know, hey, I've already accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And so now I hear you in your word, Lord, and saying, I don't need to be conformed. Like, I don't need to be conformed. Most of us don't even know the ways we conformed. Let's just be honest. I don't even know the ways I am conformed. Most of us don't know the ways that we are conformed because we've operated in this mindset, in this thought process so, for so long. So once wisdom or the word is given or the word is read, right? That's why you don't, that's why y'all whole thing, small bites still equal a meal. I don't rush through. I don't have to study up, study 
a whole lot of scripture. I just need a little bit of truth um, that begins to work in me. I just need a little bit of truth that begins to operate in me. I just need a little bit of truth, right? A little bit of leaven, like the whole bread. Come on, y'all. You just got to get it. So, so as I'm positioning myself to renew my mind, God has an established goal for me. I got to go. Same way the scripture says we've been dealt a measure of faith. God has an established goal for me. Can you put that in the notes? God has an established goal for you. Woo! Not your goal. Because see, in my goal, I might cap myself out. In my goal, I might stretch, not stretch. In my goal, I may do too much. But when I come to recognize, Tina, God has an established goal. It's God's Go for me. And remember, he told the children of Israel and Isaiah, which it still applies to us. My thoughts are not your thoughts and my ways are not your ways. Well, if my heart has been the governance for my life, then the time in the word is what's going to pull me into the visibility of the goal. Renewal in the word of God. Come on, y'all. Thank you, Lord, for this. Renewal in the word of God. Oh, my God. Let me be renewed in the word. Renewal is a so power. In the word of God allows the thoughts of God to come together with my thoughts. Woo! Come on. The thoughts of God. So every time I renew my mind in the word of God and it becomes revelation to me, not mimicking, not parroting, not I'm just saying stuff. Every time I renew my mind in the word of God, ooh, come on, then what begins to happen is my thoughts become his thoughts. So when I'm in a position in place and I find my thoughts not lining up with his thoughts, like my thoughts, that's not, that's not a thought, that's not a pure, that's not a lovely, that's not a good report that's not a thought of God, then what I turn myself and do is I turn to the word of God. Woo! Worry ain't a thought of God. Anxiety ain't a thought of God. Fear ain't a thought of God. Come on, y'all. Those are emotions that we have, right? Indicating something is going on, but those are not thoughts of God. So every time I make the decision, you know what? I've accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Um, that, that was the, the standing moment that I don't want to be conformed to this world. I don't want to be like this world no more. I want to be like as this world is. It's first thing. So I accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Then I surrender. I surrender. Savior, yes. Then I need to make him Lord. And for him to become Lord in my life, then I surrender myself to him. Right? And when I surrender myself to him, I just simply say, hey, you know better... <laughs> For me than I know that for myself. You know better for me than I know for myself. You know more for me, you know greater for me than you know for myself. And here I am bringing myself to you because the old nature or the old me don't necessarily know how to do this thing called life the way you want me to do it. But the new nature and the new me is longing for you to lead me, 
longing for you to be your shepherd. Psalms 23, most of us have coded that all our lives. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides the still waters. He restores my soul. Well, the leading premises of the psalmist is the Lord is as my shepherd. Well, I'm going to say this because it's repeated all the time. Sheep are dumb. We need to become dumb. I know that sounds crazy. Sheep are dumb. Sheep surrender at a place that they are so sensitive to the voice of the shepherd that that is what leads them. We have to take off um, our exalted mind. We have to take off our ways and our thought processes where we feel like we know best. And we have to almost like dumb ourselves down to God. It's not a dumbing down. It's letting go of the flesh and becoming sensitive in the Holy Spirit where the spirit begins to lead us into all things. So when I make the decision, uh, when I make this, the decision to humble myself, then what's going to happen next is there's going to become a space and a place in my life. Once revelation is in a, what my thought process, once revelation is in my, my way, I, I'm going to tell y'all something funny. I'm going to give you a funny and then we're going to get out of here. I'm going to pray something for you. Um, once revelation becomes my thought process is in my way, then my conduct will begin to change. Woo! Once I have revelation that these are God's ways, not because I'm trying to work at it, because I love God so much that I want to obey his ways and do what he has called me to do. I told this on the prayer call. I'm going to put it here again because it's so it's it's so funny. Um, I was in the post office. I was mailing off packages. I was mailing off books, 30 days of prayer. I was getting it out there. If you ain't got your copy of 30 days of prayer, you need to go get 30 days of prayer. I was mailing off 30 days of prayer and I had so many packages. They were like, Miss, Miss Lakeisha, they know me in the post office. Miss Johnson, can you let us break the packages up? I said, yes. So I had a box in front of the register. The box is sitting there in front of the register. And um, as the box is sitting in front of registers, a couple people come in. They just move around it, get their stuff, keep going. A lady walks up, boxes in front of the register. Could have said, let me move the box. Let me do the box. She takes her foot and kicks my box. And I look for a second. And I'm standing there and I'm saying to myself, um, I said, ma'am, I said, please don't kick my box. Like, please don't kick my box. She does not turn around. Uh, she completely ignores me. You know, so I say it again so that I could help her. <laughs> ma'am, please don't kick my box. She never turns around. She keeps talking to the postal people. And I'm sitting there and I'm telling you this. I'm telling you this so I can help you. The two natures inside of me are at war. The two natures inside of me are at war. The, uh, the two natures inside of me at war. Like that's why I went, the two natures inside of me are at war. I would love to tell you that I was just so peaceful, so graceful, so whatever. But there are still, that's why sometimes we, less is more what we say to people and just let people eat off the fruit of our tree. So some the two natures inside of us is less is more. And so as we um, um, as we are sitting there, I simply say, we need Jesus. <laughs> we need Jesus. And 
that really wasn't for her. That was for me. Yeah, Marquisha, Marquisha, the two natures inside of me were at war. So I had to make a decision which nature I was going to submit <laughs> to. I had to make a decision which world that I was going to conform to. Was she going to get Jesus working inside of me? Or was she getting ready to get the old nature who was rising up? Like who was rising up? That's all of us. That's all our flesh. This is all our flesh, right? Even if you're not a person that would be confrontational, you could potentially be a person who would shrink back and take this personal. You could be a person that that one moment might have left you in tears, right? Right? But because our new nature allows us to stand in our righteousness and the fullness of we of who we are and we don't take everything personal and we process through life through the word of God. That's what I'm trying to show you, right? We process through life the word of God. So as I'm sitting there and it's happening, my two natures, which is what happens to us all the time, my two natures are at war. My two natures are at war. So I couldn't in that moment because I hate what seems like a bully. Like, I don't like to seem like I'm bullying. Bullies are just not okay for me if it's me or if it's not me. So as I'm sitting there, and I'm going to be honest with you, I was not quoting scripture. I just kept saying, try Jesus, not me. Try Jesus. Not me. Try Jesus, not me. But the more that I, um, the more that I said the name of Jesus, the more my spirit man began to align with the truth that was inside of me, and that truth began to surface and let me persevere and endure in a situations. When the other nature, Yara, <laughs> when the other nature was really calling for me, woo, that other nature was calling for me. That's not just the post office moment. That's, can y'all just be real with me for a second and we out of here. That's not just the post office. That's when sex calls for you. That's when drugs call for you. That's when food calls for you. That's when lust is calling. That's when strife is calling. That's when lewdness is calling. That's when worry is calling. That's when anxiety is calling. That's when fear is calling. That's when anything that has a conformity to it that we have conformed to comes calling for you. The two natures are at war. When the two natures at war, because we have spent the time positioning ourselves, um, submitting ourselves, yielding ourselves, surrendering ourselves, then the Holy Spirit gives us a strength to overcome. That's it. Let me give you this. Come on. Y'all give me this. I was reading this earlier today because the scripture keeps coming up. Um, John 1, 4 and 4. John, John, 1 John 4 and 4, right? First John 4 and 4, John has offered reassurance to them, right? He calls them little children, which is really affectionate, right? 
Um, John has been talking to them about false teachers. And then John encourages them that you are from God. I'm encouraging you this morning. You are from God. Like you are from God. So John encourages them. You are from God, right? John saw them for who they were. I'm seeing you for who you were. That's why I'm bringing you this, right? So he's telling them, you've already overcome the Antichrist. That was the whole point of Jesus. We've already overcome the Antichrist. John talks about this like five other times in his letters, right? You've already overcome the evil one. Put that in your notes this morning. I've already overcome the evil one. I've already overcome the evil one, right? And so then John comes very specifically to remind them. And this is where I know we miss it. We do not tap into the power of Christ living inside of us enough. We don't. Why? Because our old ways, our flesh tries to tell us this is the way, right? So he says, he says, this is John. This is John coming in. And he tells, talks to them about the power of Christ that's living inside of them. And he says, you're of God, little children, have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. What this does, what John says should empower us to not even fear the works of the enemy. Sometimes we all the devil is busy. He doing what he's supposed to do. But John is uh, preempting or giving them words that should encourage them to help them understand that when you accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, that power is working inside of you. That's why Ephesians 1, 15, 17 through 21 uh, 15 through 21, we pray often, open the eyes of our understanding to the hope of who you called us to be in Christ Jesus. This should empower you to believe and to trust and to obey, understanding that you can overcome. Remember, we started this by talking about condemnation. You can overcome condemnation. You can overcome your past. You are already redeemed. This should empower you to know that you can overcome and walk so bold in life. You were created to be bold. Come on. You are created. Put that in there. You were created to be bold. You were created to endure. You were created to persevere. The greater one is inside. Greater is he that is in you that is that is greater than failure. Greater is he that is in you that is greater than complacency. Greater is he that is in you that is greater than fear. Greater is he that is in you that is greater than anxiety. Greater is he that is in you that is greater than worry. Greater is he that is in you because you were created to be bold. You were created to be bold. You were created to walk in. But again, comes back. Got to present myself as a living sacrifice. Got to allow him to be Lord of my life, life, not just savior. Got to surrender myself at another level to the Lord. Can I tell y'all something? I'm going to help y'all with this and we're going to pray and go. Anytime I find myself what, what, what I call spiritual deficiencies, areas where I'm not as bold, right? Then I know that there is a lack of revelation working in my life. Anytime I'm struggling to believe what God says, then I know that there is a lack of revelation in my life in a particular area. I don't care if it's healing, I don't care if it's finances. 
I remember I was so emphatic about the word of God for my body um, that one day the Lord said to me, he said, if you will ever get revelation of my provision for you, man, you would walk in another level of what I'm calling you to walk into. So I had to begin to go to the scripture and rightly divide the word of God to understand how he provides, how he provides, whether it's through work or whatever. When I began to meditate his provision, the strength becoming became to me, my gifts, my talents, whatever, is still God providing. He is the source. He provides resources. The more I begin to meditate in that, the more I begin to walk in freedom and walk away from worry to understand that if whatever was going on in my life, he had what I need. He had the answer. And what I needed to do was pull away and get an understanding of what his word said about whatever the circumstance or whatever the situation that I was weak in and that I was facing. That is a that takes practice. That takes discipline. That takes encouragement. That takes understanding who and what God is and the nature of God and how well he loves us. Let me pray for you. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for every person that came past or comes past this devotional today. I thank you, Lord God, that you are opening the eyes of our understanding to the hope of who you called us to be in Christ Jesus. Lord God, let us become committed and married to your word. Lord God, teach us how to understand how to have a greater relationship with you. Holy Spirit, thank you for doing a greater work in us. Lord God, give us ears to hear, eyes to see. Increase our discernment. Give us a new strength to walk away from things that may not honor or please you. Open. Uh, Lord God, we're opening our mouths wide this morning so you can feel it. Encourage your people today, Lord God, so that they walk in spiritual boldness and not the ways of this world. Show us the things that may be inside of us that do not align with your perfect will. In Jesus' name, amen. If you want to know more about the ministry, log on to the website, lmjministries.org. Two things before I get out of here. If God places it on your heart to partner to give to this ministry, go over to the website. Our partners are what makes the difference in what we do. We got Feed the Streets this Saturday. Um, I'm also preaching Saturday at New Life Church. Um, we just continue to put resources and materials to strengthen the people of God. And our goal is to be in every country and every nation. If the Lord places it on your heart to give, go to the website, give there, cash app us, dollar sign, L-M-J-M-I-N-I-S-T-R-Y. We are 501c3. It is not tax deductible. Um, Lord God, bless the giving of your people, multiplication and increase. Thank you, Father God, according to your word, my God, that they become producers for the kingdom of God. In Jesus' name, amen. The second thing is, this all starts with Jesus. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ, thank you for saying that, Miss Sandra. Thank you, Mama Sandra, for saying that. Um, if you have never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, or maybe you need to uh, renew your faith, renew your faith, I want you to repeat after me. It starts with, the first, you have to believe that Jesus Christ died for your sins, that he was uh, um, he had risen again. You have to believe the truth about Jesus. And then you make a confession of faith. Here's your confession of faith. I want you to repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I'm in need of a savior. I'm asking you to come into my life and to take away my sins. I promise to love and follow you. 
best I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. If you prayed that prayer, send us an email, info at justbeinglmj.com. And we're going to send you some resources and we're going to send you some materials. Ladies, we'll still have prayer call. See y'all in the morning at 7 a.m. Do me a favor. I need you to listen real carefully. Let me say this first. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. But God loves you way more than I ever can. Do me a favor. Go be loved today. Let somebody else experience the love of God. Anytime you sow love, I promise you, you will not be disappointed. It will be returned in the form of love. Go be loved today. I'll see you guys back. Monday replay, Tuesday, we're going to be sipping and sit. Love, peace, and blessings. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus.